Welcome gamers to this week's episode of Last Call Gaming. We're on episode number 72. My name is Craig Perales and that is Manju Montemayor and you guys are watching the best video game podcast, Last Call Gaming. That's now, bold. Is it a bold statement? I'd say we're mediocre. I think we're slowly climbing the steps of greatness. I mean, we just cracked 12 hundo. I hope we get close and then just fall apart. We flew too close to the sun, sun? On, uh, on, wax on wax wings, as they say. Um, so before we get into the show, guys, make sure you take a second. Check us out on all the other social media. Check us out on our Facebook page, on Instagram at Last Call Productions, our Twitter at Last Call, P-R-O-D-Z. And if you guys are interested in the audio ver- uh, only version of this podcast, you can check it out on iTunes, Spotify, and CastBox. And if you guys are interested in any of the Last Call Gaming merchandise, Check that out on T Public. The links are in the description. You can check it out. Get gear because we're gearing up to do our end of the year video. Anybody that wants to grab a shirt or something along those lines and send us a picture of it, we are more than happy to put you in the end of the year video. Generally, we take a um, alcohol or beer selection from the fans. Uh, Andrew decided to pick this one, so we went with the Malibu uh, Caribbean rum, done with uh, mixed with Dole pineapple juice. It sits at a twenty-one. Percent and it's distilled in the West Indies Rum Distillery in Deandra. Actually, got us these nice little Malibu cups. And this like was this very refreshing. Yeah, uh, I just kind of want to do something a little bit different, especially since we did the Jack and Sprite last time that I didn't kind of care for. So just something a little more light. Yeah, it definitely goes down very smooth. I don't think anyone can ever really say they don't like Malibu rum with mixed with any kind of juice. I mean. It's a very hard thing to like not like, especially especially on a hot, crispy day. I just love Malibu pineapple. I think that's so good. Do you think that's your favorite liqueur? Especially like when you're in the end game and it's like <laughs> three in the morning. Yeah, the, I don't want like another like vodka Red Bull. I'd rather have something like that to kind of simmer down. Right, because we actually just got done watching the Game Awards, which was close to almost a three-hour show, and um, we you know something to not get bombed on because we were drinking these during the show, but. Uh, yeah, they're actually quite refreshing. So let's dive into the actual Game Awards 2020. Um, like I said, it was tell a pre- me more about it. It was a pretty long show, and I thought it was done pretty well. Um, I think it dragged on a little bit. Last half hour probably could have been condensed, and you know, into portions throughout the thing. But I want to get before we dive into that the pre-show. Now the pre-show usually happens on a lot of events, a lot of big events. E3 will have you know a pre-show or things like that. But what I didn't kind of like was that they were giving away actual game awards during the pre-show. So if you were actually waiting to get home from work or whatever or running an errand and you're like, oh, I got to be home by, you know, four o'clock, you know, our time when it or five when it started, you'd be you'd already miss them because they went through and they did. Um, they started off with the first award, which was the winner of score and music. And they gave away Final Fantasy seven remake won that they did the family best family game, which Animal Crossing took for that and i just thought that was kind of those were and i think they did two more but those were two big awards that i would have liked to have seen in the show and not before the show started well yeah because then they did best action adventure too which went to the last of us too yeah so i felt like they were like uh, at least the best action adventure and also the best score should it be something that's a primary category in the show those are pretty big categories that's not just Best esports team, best, yeah, they did best that. commentator, and, and stuff perfect. like that. Like that stuff was there was fine, but I felt like that was something that deserved to be in the show versus like some of the other forgettable ones that I kind of didn't care for. Yeah, I thought I, I thought especially the best family game, best action. You know, those games. You know, action adventure was almost to the end of last year's 
uh, that we saw, and it was it was before the show even started. So I know they had to do things a little bit differently due to the COVID. It was an all digital event, all you know. So if you're watching it streaming, so I don't know how they rearranged and what got you know acts pre or post show. But um, let's dive into the actual show because the, when the show started, Keeley comes out and he looks fresh to death in those blue and white high tops when he was rocking. I was like, damn, Keeley is always on point. Yeah, so when they announced fresh. So the first thing, well, we're going to start with, because we got to do the Final Fantasy VII. The way Keeley opens it up is that he thinks someone's missing from the, uh, uh, from the show. And the uh, Smash Brothers showed that the new character they're introducing is Sephiroth. And he had a, Which was bad he had a badass little intro. What would you think? I thought it was really cool, especially where like it looks like he stabbed Mario. But oh, it's, dude, it's, that like, was through so, his, yeah. like, overalls or whatever. They totally Nintendoed it. Yeah, so I thought he was really cool. It looked like he played really well. That I I don't have Smash, but by the time I do, I definitely want to pick him up. Yeah, by the time you get it, you're gonna dive into all the good characters. Like yeah. all the people are gonna be on that. You already so. got Cloud. Yeah, and the Cloud was a really cool one. And I guess because once Cyberpunk came on there, I almost forgot Cloud was on there. Yeah. And uh, so because it dives into that battle, so that was really cool. But then they get into um, a trailer that um, Andrew uh, noticed right when what was it, what popped up a logo. They were showing that the perfect dark trailer. Uh, the, I don't know if you want to call it a um, remake or a reboot, but it's coming. I think they're rebooting it. But yeah, as soon as they were sh- talking about it being the future, so I was like, okay, well maybe it might be perfect dark because the initiative, of course, is working on this game and uh, Microsoft owns that. But as soon as it got to the top of the building, it had like the the D symbols on there, which is the Data Dine company. So instantly, I knew I was like, okay, cool, this is perfect dark. Badass. I like the concept and the idea kind of where they're going, and I wish we could see some more gameplay, but I thought that was a good teaser trailer. Definitely better than what they did with, like, the Fable and stuff that I always harp on. Yeah, because I gotta say, before we get further, we're just kind of gonna highlight um, some of the things that caught our eye. The show is huge, you know, we can't do a 40-minute show, about three hours of material, so if you guys do want to check it out, the link will be in the description, but um, yeah, it was really cool that Perfect Dark's going to do it. I know that's been a game everyone's been wanting to get done, at least properly redone or remade or whatever, so high hopes for that, but uh, moving on from Perfect Dark, the next game that caught Andrew and I's eye, and we easily wanted to start playing it, was when they showed, um, was it Back for Blood? That was yeah. the correct name, right? The, the spiritual successor of Left for Dead. I almost um, thought it was Left for Dead. Yeah, we were looking at it going, oh yeah, is it another one? Because even at the end, it shows, you know, the four. That looks like a really good co-op multiplayer uh, zombie shoot 'em up game. I mean, that one looked extremely fun. Yeah, I, I, I've only barely played the original Left 4 Deads, so I don't have, like, too much of, like, a, like a fond memory experience of them. But I think right now that there's nothing out like that, especially with the success of like streaming and everything like that, that now would be the time for something like that to come back. So I actually thought that looked really good. And the next game I know that caught your eye, uh, cause it, you, you knew the company or you, you're used to uh, what they do is the Callisto protocol. Um, it, they showed it was coming out in 2022. So, I mean, you know, hold back your excitement because it's going to be another year or two before it comes out. So yeah, what was uh, your thought on that? Because that was by striking distance. Yeah, these are from the people who actually make Dead Space. I'm a huge Dead Space fan. As soon as the guy like got out of bed, he's got like a little that was a, digital yeah. meter on the back of his neck that kind of shows his health. I was like, okay, cool. This is from the people who did Dead Space. I instantly knew it right away. Like that's the call sign for it. And it's, it's a horror game. Like it looked like it was scary. It's in some weird prison thing and it's got the whole space element. But then at the end, they did an interview with, uh, I mean, you know, I forget his name. Uh, but he was saying, you know, we want to make a game that's scary. Like, we want to commit to horror. Like, that's what we want to do. Not some big over-the-top action, whatever. Like, we want to make the scariest game that we think we can do possible. So, as long as they're doubling down on that, I'm all for that. So, I thought that was actually yeah. really exciting. I, I really like that he said that, too. He's like, yeah, we're all in for making the, the, the scariest, you know, the best sci-fi game we can. And judging by that trailer, I mean, they're on to 
something good. Um, so moving on from that, uh, the next big award that was picked up was the best art direction that came from Ghost of Tsushima. And um, I don't think anyone can argue that. You look at that game. I mean, even in trailers. and you Beautiful know, game. It's, it's well, well done and beautifully, uh, beautifully um, designed. So kudos to them. And then next went to the best action game. And that was actually um, Switch and uh, PC, the, the Hades game. And once that started coming on, I, I was telling Andrew, I'm like, dude, you gotta, you gotta start playing this game, man. This that game, game was in a lot once of. Once I started explaining tonight. Andrew more and more how it did, I mean, it's a lot of fun, and I don't, I know it kind of had a big craze a few months ago when it came out, but if you have a Switch or even you know a PC, don't sleep on that game. It's extremely fun and it's very um, addicting in terms of like the repetitiveness, like good repetitiveness. You know, go in, kill something, die, rinse, repeat, but get better and better the more you play it. So I really want you to dive into that. Yeah, no, that game definitely looked good, and that game was in a lot of nominations tonight. Yeah, Hades, and good for them, Supergiant Games, I believe, is the one that does them. So yeah, they, they got some good recognition tonight. Um, next, they moved into some some trailers of things, because this thing was was um, sprinkled wildly with a lot of world premiere stuff. So again, guys, we're not going to go over everything, but check it out. But one of the things I want to say I was kind of let down by is when they sh kind of shut off what Bioware was going to do, because Bioware let out this big tweet saying, you know, we're going to, we got something to show for the Game Awards, and I was pretty pumped, but they let out a, kind of a mediocre thing of Dragon Age. I thought it was pretty which weak. Did it, which I think they just called Dragon Age. There was no, like, new name to it or number three or anything like that. Um, I, you know, the trailer didn't really do anything. And at the end, they did something with Mass Effect, which, again, was almost a waste of time. It didn't, I mean, half the trailer until you see anything, you know, was there. And then it's just a little bit that kind of hints that, oh, Mass Effect is still coming. And Keeley's like, Mass oh, Effect will continue. Will continue. And Keeley's like, oh, yeah, cool. I want to know what they're going to do. I'm like, that served no purpose. So not all of it was gold. I think a lot of these things were kind of just fluff and filler, which, you know, is okay, but not when it's Dragon Age and Mass Effect, two big IP and franchises that people have been looking forward to. This is what they showed. I think they're following along the lines of kind of what Microsoft said. I think when your game isn't new and you're not taking like a new direction with something and the last one didn't do so well, I think you need to have a better first presentation with it. That's kind of the thing I keep harping on Microsoft for with Fable is that last game did not do well. Then they had the canceled one that was all, all online. So why would anyone be excited for like a little two second trailer? You know, if it was the, uh, the last of us, the, the, how, however divided you are, whatever, they could do a small teaser for the last of us three. They did a small teaser for um, God of War two. Uh, last time Sony had like a presser just that small little teaser was enough because the last game was successful it was great it was something that everyone loved that they don't need to show you off everything these games need to prove whatever going forward because the last ones weren't doing so hot yeah so I don't know what they were gonna do with them or trying to do with them but I mean if they're already giving us that I I'm hoping that especially after the the thing that Bioware is coming off of two other big leaders leaving you know they've, they've got to do some good damage control in terms of uh, pleasing fans and you know let's hopefully they do it well the next um, the next one the next big award they gave away was the best narrative and no surprise again last of us two hands down I already knew that took was home that one, one. Yeah. yeah Andrew was writing it every time a best award came in the last of us Andrew was just already writing down last <laughs> of us two and I was like I'm like guessing I'm like go sister Sima uh Hades uh you know it, Miles Morales and 
Nope, it never came. It never came. Um, right after that, though, came the London Philharmonics, and uh, they did a beautiful performance, um, kind of paying homage to Mario and Except the 35th they anniversary. they snubbed Mario Sunshine for some oh, reason. Oh, yeah, because so they were hitting all the, you know, the key notes and songs from it, and it really glossed over Sunshine. And it was like, I'm going to be pissed if they don't circle back. And, of course, uh, they did not, so that was pretty funny. But, um Great music, um, as always. I mean, they do they do wonderful work. Yeah, so. no, that was actually really cool. And I think the next thing that almost stole the show is when uh, I think that did steal the when show Ben for me. Diesel shows up into this trailer that's mixed between um, I don't know back in the day kind of uh, primal. caveman yeah primal mixed with future Titanic. I was looking at it going I almost thought this was like a Turok. I game. thought for sure it was gonna be Turok. and he's growing and it looks I mean you know it's Vin Diesel the moment you lay his eyes because I was watching it because I was writing down notes too and I'm like oh look that guy looks like Vin Diesel <laughs> and then it's like oh shit it is and this was the Ark Two game so. Clearly, they're you know they they're they, they're not putting it to the side. They're going to move forward with it, and it looks like this is going to revolve more heavily around a campaign, yeah, or at least some sort of story to play. So I think though, I mean, they're going to do kind of what Titanfall Two did. Okay, like here's our online, here's whatever, and you can build and do whatever. That's the bread and butter. But here's this campaign too for those of you who are wanting that. So that way you've got something for everybody. And even if you gave me like a six to seven hour campaign with whatever that was, I thought that looked great. That I'd be all for that. I do want to say though, it was all. I'm assuming just all like the CGI trailer. I don't think any of that was in-game footage. It moved pretty stiff. And like even because he starts fighting these like kind of orcish shaman looking things, the combat even in the video looked a little like. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and I was kind of like, huh, it's weird that that looks slow. That's why I figured maybe it was like, I don't know if it was like a CGI thing or if it was like, what was it, like rendered in-game is what they call yeah, it. Like yeah, yeah. Like sure it's not I- a cutscene, but it's rendered within how the game's actually going to look. So that's kind of why I gave it that. And I'm sure this game's kind of a ways out anyway, so. Yeah, so that looked pretty cool. It was actually pretty, it was one of the longer trailers that you got to see um, during the show. So the next one, that they big award that they had was uh, Best multiplayer and that went to among us so that game has been blown up anyone that's been playing it knows that it's it's fire right now yeah i'm glad to see something like that because it's not like they're a huge team they're not like call of duty or fortnite these other juggernauts or something like those guys have had their well here's the it really took the steam off of uh fall guys like fall guys was almost up for a lot of things and then like among us kind of just swooped right in and, and, and took that right that's kind of how i felt like fall guys was that big thing that streamers were doing but then they instantly moved to like among us i feel like some people still do play uh, Fall Guys, but I think what would make the big difference between those two games, especially if they're competing for space, is being on more consoles, because Fall Guys is only on PlayStation right now. Among Us is not on consoles, so if that's something, whoever can get to the other one first or whatever, I think that would open up a whole lot more doors. Yeah, and, oh, and they also showed the Fall Guys Season 3 Christmas uh, mm-hmm. stuff when they did all the winter things, so if you are interested in more Fall Guys, they do have that. Another one I know you wanted to touch on was they did a brief thing with uh, the Evil Dead game. So Ash makes his appearance, the knight shows up, and they're blasting their way through it. Um, I was hoping, or I guess I'm not hoping, I hope it doesn't go the way of Friday the 13th and be kind of a game with four-player surviving and then nobody talks about it in a year. I don't know if that's what it is. It kind of looked more to me like that Left 4 Dead or that Back 4 Blood. So, I mean, that game kind of took a little bit of the steam out of it, but I think Evil Dead's like a badass property that could definitely do something like that, especially something a lot more like... 
zanier and maybe more like zombies ate my neighbors style than what like back for blood or like left for dead's trying to be so i think there's a space for both as long as they don't launch right on top of each other so i thought that game actually looked pretty cool nice um so then we go into some awards that they gave out the best indie game of the year has been hades so again this is another hades win for them uh kudos uh the another one that we i don't think anybody could have you know a question was the best rpg which Final Fantasy VII Remake took and um, I'm just gorgeous game. Right? Yeah, you're waiting to play it on Xbox, which would be a, a few more months. But yeah, there was no no denying that was taking best RPG. I was just glad that Like a Dragon, Yakuza 7, actually made, made, the, the, made, the made, list. made yeah. that list. So uh-huh. I was like, okay, cool. At least they got up there because I love that game. Well, before we go into more of the game things, Yakuza had a big announcement on Game Pass. They're dropping it heavy. Yeah, so they showed off that Skyrim's going to be on Game Pass and they're doing all this other stuff. But then they said Yakuza Remastered 3, 4... They were dropping Five them, and just like, and six. So three to six are going to be on the Game Pass now. I've already done zero, one, and two. I just beat seven. So I am super hyped to get to the rest of this stuff. I'm actually very excited. That, to me, was probably, like, my most hype announcement during the thing because, as everyone knows, I just started Yakuza this year as my first time being able to play. And that is one of my all-time favorite series that... I just felt like I was missing out on my whole life. So I'm super excited. Yeah, it's for crazy it. out of nowhere, especially like you're saying within this year, Yakuza's being like flooded out the gates and, and it's grabbing guys like your attention and, and people are recognizing for how good of a series it actually is. I'm surprised why it never got as much attention in the West and has it than the sun in the east. I feel like really what it is too is it's always been a game like it's a big game and i think why we're seeing it a lot more and like a lot more up front and getting a lot more limelight is xbox has actually been putting a lot of the spotlight on it Mm -hmm. Uh, like a dragon's not even on playstation 5 yet i don't think that comes out till march so it is only on the xbox one or the ps4 you can get it there and i believe pc as well but either way, they've been putting all the uh, advertising, everything like that. Anytime there's anything to do with Yakuza, I usually see an Xbox symbol with it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, even though I know that that's uh, like it was always on PlayStation, I associate, especially after this year, I associate it more with Xbox. Nice. I like that. So uh, if you're a Yakuza fan, you got that to look forward to. For uh, free! For free! So the last of it gets into, um, uh, the last two big awards were the <coughs> Game Direction. That was the one that was uh, presented by... Keanu Reeves, and uh, it's always fun to see, you know, see some nice celebrities on there, but again, this is where The Last of Us just kind of cleaned house. The Last of Us took the best game direction, and then right after that, when Christopher Nolan presented the Game of the Year award, The Last of Us 2 took that, so for yeah. them, I mean, they really, I mean, 2020 was, was their year. Their year. Was, I mean, they, they took home the majority of uh, the awards that they were in. I, I think maybe they lost maybe one or two that they might have been in for, because they were in almost everything. You know, some games are only in one or two categories. They were in almost everything. Well, they really won. I mean, the only one that truly mattered. I mean, you have all these fake Game of the Year editions. They truly have, like, a Game of the Year. And I think, if anything, too, it's kind of well-deserved for them. Even though I don't agree with that. Personally, it's not my Game of the Year. But for all the hardship and everything that they went through, like, when the game... All that stuff, like, leaked early, and then people were getting harassed and death threats because of the story. They had, like, the rough launch just because of all the bullshit around the narrative and everything like that. That now they're kind of just reaping the rewards of, like, okay, you know, we didn't get it then. We cut a lot of bullshit for 
you know, just people being stupid, but I don't see anybody, like, hating on them for this. Like, again, I can say I disagree, but I I can understand why. And I think that's something that everybody could say is, like, you know what, that might not be my game of the year, but I understand why it won game of the year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no one's ever trying to take anything away from somebody else's accomplishments. There's just other games that I think, I don't want to say snubbed either, but just are left in the dark once uh, last It's hard to call them snubbed, yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's, they're all nominated, so you can't really snub them, but... Last of Us 2 did what it did, and, and, you know, it took away what it took away. And I got to say, though, because, guys, there's tons of more stuff. There was, you know, uh, the Pearl Jam singer concert on there. You, you, you can go watch. Stuff. Um, yeah. One of the things that I got to say, Andrew and I both looked at and kind of, you know, were curious on. A lot of the presenters, I know it's digital, and I know that they're all, you know, remote doing a lot of this. But some people, like Gal Gadot, had a beautiful camera excellent quality of our yeah, mic flawless. no 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 shakiness no everything it looked like perfect and then a handful especially a lot of you know more you know popular people like hi sitting, i'm ceo of this company yeah, but here i am on this like two megapixel they're camera they're sitting there yeah with shaky with my cell camera, phone going off the whole time you know kind of garbage footage and um you know some, some of them had really bad sound and i was just like how do you get away with this i understand there's going to be problems in the show here and there but i, I would say 75% of the people presenting it had that issue. Yeah. There's only a handful of people that looked crystal clean, and um, I don't know how... I, I would think, you know, we'll probably never be in that position again where everything has to be remote like that, but that was one thing I'm like, you would assume a lot of those guys had good fucking camera and, and tech to do a, a hosting or a presenting. Like, hey, I made this beautiful game that's downloaded and, like, flawless, but I don't know how to set up a camera that runs more than like seven <laughs> or have years. a camera that's fucking doing it yeah. so other than that though that, I mean, just a nitpick yeah i think the show was strong um i think but it's gonna get a lot of back not backlash i think a lot of people are gonna pick it apart though because there was really no oh fuck moment or like except or, for vin diesel or yeah or big moment of like oh my god we just saw that i think what they can counter on though is we saw a lot of world premieres it was i mean almost every video was something new to the table and i i gotta say if you're a gamer you know, a lot of the games that are coming out for next year look look really promising. So, I mean, I, what can you really do in a year where we were we had to deal with all this? That I don't think there's really any advertisements either. Like, I don't remember. The really advertisements seeing... were game trailers. Yeah. Like, every time you said we'll take a quick break, it was more like world premiere trailers and like things that were coming to Game Pass or things like that. Right. They didn't have like the Gillette guy or whatever out there and all oh, that like weird God. shit and stuff like that. Again, it was all just games, games, games. So. I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, so and leave it in the comments, guys. Let us know what your favorite part was. Because, again, that's just what Andrew and I kind of collectively took away to show a little highlight on. If there's something in there, there was a lot of bit, there was a couple MMOs that were coming out. Um, a lot of good-looking games. So if you saw something you like, leave it in the comments. Let us know, you know, what you loved. And I'd love to talk with you about it. So For sure. Awesome. So let's move into a little uh, ripping it up. Bup, bup, bup. So, Andrew, I know you got some tall tales to talk about. So what do you got? Uh, so I just have one this week, and mine is uh, Telltale actually just put out a statement saying that they don't really have control over some of the other IPs like uh, Batman and Game of Thrones, and they're not really sure about the future of those. But The Wolf Among Us 2 is coming out next year, and that they are actually trying to move away from the episodic release. So whether that means <clears throat> it comes out all in one go, but you're still playing it in sections like, uh, I, I think like uh quantum break kind of did that too you like you do a section but there's an interval before the next section 
or like even the Marvel game, it's like chapter three, chapter four, whatever. Or if it's actually just going to be one straight fluid story, like no break, no just a seamless transition. I wouldn't mind it either way. I would actually kind of even prefer it to be you do your segment, whatever, that's the end of chapter one, load me up for chapter two, or, you know, just comes up chapter two, whatever. I would prefer that break because that's already what I'm used to for these games. But I like the idea of just being able to play them all at one time, front to back versus, okay, we have this one releasing, the next one won't be till next month, but you have The Walking Dead here, but then you have Batman right after that, but Batman's section three won't be until after the other telltale, whatever. Like, it was just all over the place. I think that would work much better for them. Yeah, I think what kicked him in the ass was, I mean, because there's a, there's a place in gaming for episodic adventures. I mean, I like doing that. You know, you can have your your uh, cake and eat it too. You know, you can do these split things. But I think what fucked over Telltale was that they should have been doing it. They weren't creating the whole game up front. They were literally making part by part by part by part. So when they got, you know, when they went under and got bought out in 2018, they couldn't finish games because they weren't finished developing the game and they lost a lot of these ips so it's 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 it should have been done the way just the same way you would buy a telltale like like if that's you what buy they should it do. now buy the full game even though it's episodic but it needs to be fully complete like what, 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 what killed them was they were only making chapter one and then in six months they'd keep making part two and after that so i think that's really what hurt them so if telltale is going to move forward and go well, we're going to make the full game and if we decide to move it out in, you know, a chapter in three months and a chapter in three months, if the worst were to happen and their studio were to go under, they still have the game. You know what right. I mean? They don't, they don't, it doesn't collapse halfway through production. And that's really what screwed them over the last run around. And that's clearly what they're learning this time around is that, you know what, no, we're going to finish the whole thing and then we'll release it how we decide to release it. And, you know, I guess you, I mean, that's like learning the hard way yeah. of, of what you got to do. But it only yeah, took a financial bankrupt, but. Yeah, because I don't want to lose things like Telltale. Obviously, you know, we like our Walking Deads and things like that, but I want. I don't have Wolf, anything else like I that I want right now, Wolf so. Among Us too. So, because uh, you got, well, there's Life is Strange and then there's, um, what's the. Tell me one, why. The Tell me why one. So, but I think Telltale stamp that that's their kind of stomping ground. And I, I would love it for them to move forward, but yeah, you can't make that mistake. Well, yeah, twice. those other games now are called. Oh, it's a telltale-like game. That's yeah, how it's referred to. Yeah, yeah, they, that's their genre. So, uh, anything else you want to add on that? No, I'm ready for what you got. So, um, last week or so, uh, we had um, PS5 winner Connor Malone. He wrote in one of the comments and brought to our attention that um, those of people that were playing or at least early access to like Cyberpunk were getting hit with epileptic seizures. And now uh, we dove into it a little bit more, and yes, that is what's happening. And there was a, a really big, um, I don't know if she was a game tester per se or just a journalist playing it. She was having issues with it, and she got hit with one big one, and she was on the verge of having a number two. So she was kind of not so much, I think, bombing on Cyberpunk, but saying it needs to be announced to more gamers that if you were going to buy this and if you were going to play this, then you need they need to know that this can definitely happen because if you read the EULA, which is the End User License Agreement, there is something in there that states, you know, people that are prone to bright flashing lights are susceptible to this happening, but nobody reads those and it's not a big state, a stamp on the beginning of the game that says, hey, this can happen to you. I, I, I was going to say, I, I haven't played it yet. I know Craig's actually had a little bit of time with it today. When you start the game, is it like when I go to, like, you know, when you go to play any game on the Switch, it says warning for whatever this I game features, whatever, you push A to accept, but it does tell you that this <sighs> game features some lights that you may, there's lots of games out there that do that. Usually at the start of the game, push A, 
that's you at green, but it says may cause seizures from whatever lights. It may have, but again, it's again, who, you know, if you're a gamer that maybe that doesn't happen to you a lot or ever, I blow past that stuff, you know what I mean? I don't remember right. looking at something like that, because that, that's how... If it was big, I didn't notice it. And if it was small, then it was skipped over anyway. So what um, Cyberpunk and the guys over at the studio have came out with, and again, I don't know why Twitter is where people are doing these like press releases of it, yeah. uh, came out on Twitter and said, thank you for bringing this up. We're working on adding a separate warning in the game, aside from the one that exists in the EULA. Regarding a more permanent solution. Oh, right there. That means they didn't have one in the game. No, they have one, but it's more. They're saying they're they're doing a bigger one than the oh. one that's all. Because if it, it, that's that's by law has to be in there somewhere. But right. it's in that thing that no one reads. No, so I, mean, I meant they yeah. didn't have like that separate right. one. Right. Yeah. So now for... they're making it bigger, and yeah. So even if they did, I never saw it. And it says uh, regarding a more permanent solution, dev team is currently exploring that and will be in- implementing it as soon as possible. So she went out of her way to make sure you know that. You know, as a voice on social media, she wants this to be blasted on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram because Good, people that are playing it need to know. Because when I started playing it, again, I've been playing it for a few hours. I'm almost positive the part that it's happened to at least the most people of is. Do you remember in the trailer or at least that that demo gameplay when you go into like a DB and you can rewind things and fast forward and look at things before you go into that? There's these you sit under this thing and these lights start blinking at you, uh, you know, fast, and it, it blinks into a white screen and it flashes. Like, I had to close my eyes for a minute. I'm like, well, if there's anything that's causing it, it's probably that yeah, scene, no. which is actually, you know, pretty early in the game. I would say within 30 to 45 minutes. So um, good on her for bringing that to people's attention because, yeah, that's the last thing you want is playing a game you've been looking forward to for years and you go through an epileptic seizure so yeah no i have a cousin who's actually prone to stuff like that so i would prefer that word like that gets out versus someone just unwittingly yeah because no one's going to read the eula especially if you have something that's a primary like that's a dead set part of your game there's no way around it to do that thing right exactly. there should be something clearly like right the push a to accept or turn it off yeah i don't understand why screen. they couldn't think of like okay like let's think of something that's not going to fuck people up so I do want to give the shout out. This is to uh, the Game Informer editor, uh, Leanna Rupert. She's the one that uh, that made the comment a splash, and that's why it's getting traction around the interwebs, as they say. So um, good for her, and thank you, Connor, for bringing it up to our attention last week. Because as soon as he said it, I was like, oh, shit. You know, I'm going to play Cyberpunk. I'm waiting to play it. I hope, you know, nobody – because I have friends that um, – good gamer friends. Nikki, he has – you know, he suffers from things like that, and – um, you know, it's, it's, it's a sad, I don't know if anyone's ever seen something like that happen. They're not fun to watch. And I couldn't imagine being alone, playing a game like that. And you go and through right, one of those, that'd be, a good time, that would yeah. be terrible. So, um, that is the end of my riff. So Andrew, what are you playing? Uh, I actually just finished game of the year Haven. Oh, GOTY. Craig's, because he's Craig's game of the year. Oh no, God. So, uh, no, I just finished Haven. I thought it was all right. There's a lot of problems with it. There's a lot of things that I do like about it. Um, I don't want to get too into it, cause, especially because me and him, because we're just going to argue back and forth about it. <laughs> I think we come to the same agreement on like the score. It's kind of like a five-ish. I would definitely say if you have the time and you have the morale to play it, like, I, I'm happy that I did, especially because I actually went through 100% of it. But uh, some people weren't so fortunate No, and the got game, screwed. The game's... The game's all right for what it is, but, you know, Andrew and I usually like, you know, playing and beating games that are excellent and keep you involved. And I, I, I'll, the only thing I'll say is that 
there's something there. The game is innovative in what they did with the whole team, you know, system and how it kind of focused more on the story versus, you know, combat elements. It's, it's very much, you know, a search and explore game. But a lot of it was just missed in terms of what it of what it didn't tell you on how to play the game. And I know a lot of people don't yeah. want to have, like, hand, hold your hand tutorials. And there's a difference but between some, hold your yeah, hand some and concept not, yeah. that tells me the experiment of the game, and that's kind of where it fell for me. I was like, as soon as I got it done, I was just like, I, I'm not going back and yeah. playing it. But again, I, would, I never would have played it if it wasn't free on the Game Pass. Uh, I was literally playing it, and I was like, dude, this game explains some of the shit worse than I've seen in, like, Dark Souls. And Dark Souls is, like, meant to be obtuse. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, what else are you playing? Anything else? Or what are you going to dive into? You gonna... Nope, about to start Cyberpunk, so I'll either start that tonight or tomorrow, depending on what hey, time go I'm home, get so. a good night's sleep. So, That's probably what I will do. Um, over the over this week... Um, oh, I, hold on. Oh, you, I asked you if you are playing something. No, what are you playing? Oh, you sweet son of a bitch. Uh, I just, over this last week, beat Eichenfeld, which I was talking about last week, and I beat Miles Morales. If you have... I wanted my to try my hardest to wait till the PS5 when we got one. But I had to play it, and it's fantastic. It's and it's so I don't want to say short because it is a, you know it's a smaller game, but it's worth playing twice. Like I would go back when we get the PS5 and like play on that just because it was a lot a lot of fun. But the games I'm playing right now is Cyberpunk, and I wanted to say that it's also a tad buggy. And um, obviously, it was expected to be. The game's been pushed back three four times. Did so your dick fall out of the pants? <laughs> I did not have that issue, but I did have the issue where I had to replay a mission because I had to leave out of this place, talk to this girl, and then after I was done talking to the girl, go back and talk to the partner. Well the partner I didn't realize is supposed to follow you out and then you talk to her and then you talk to him. Well he never left the room. So when I went back to talk to him, there's a guard there and he you he won't you can't go in and he won't come out. So I was like, okay. So I had to replay the mission. Well, not replay. I auto saved it and did it. And it happened again. I was like, get fucked. Like, if this is my, this is what's gonna happen. Did it a third time and it and it worked. And I was like, okay, cool. And I I was driving a car, got hit. My car went flying. And I was just like, Jesus. Like, is this the sensitivity? So um, I was listening to a few other podcasts, and even some of those guys are like, if you if you can't hold yourself back from playing it, then play it. But give it a maybe even a month, and this game will be running a lot smoother the way it's intended to be, but those aren't those aren't game those aren't deal breakers for me. You know what I mean? I'll replay half a mission if that's all it's gonna be because after that, so far, uh so good. Um other than that I was playing Monster Sanctuary, but I'll probably talk about that more on next episode since we're going a little long on this one. So shall we move into uh video game questions of the week? Sure pull them up. Alright, so first one comes from uh John Tavitz and he says Ha ha, adult Apple Jacks with whiskey. That was from last week. Got me thinking of cereals. What did you guys eat as kids and what was your favorites? I always, I was always a big fan of Rice Krispies and Cheerios. Never a big chocolate cereal guy. Thanks, hashtag last call gaming. I liked lots of fruity like cereals as like a kid. <laughs> Actually, what my favorite thing as a kid would be either like uh, Rice Krispies or Corn Flakes because both are kind of like bland. With cut up bananas and then like a like a little <laughs> spoonful of sugar, like that's like my all time. But even now, like I don't put the sugar in it, but I still have like cornflakes or rice krispies with bananas. Like I love bland cereals like those or like rice checks. I've always loved rice checks. You like adding the flavor into yourself? Uh, just the bananas like the most. Like I don't I adding the sugar was just like a kid thing. But even now, like I I like fruity pebbles, but it's not like my favorite. But I don't go out of my way to eat like. 
every now and then I'll crave like peanut butter crunch or like Ooh. cocoa pebbles or something like that. But my go-to is usually like rice checks or like just regular corn flakes. Ooh, I love rice. Checks. I'm not even a big fan of like frosted flakes. I love rice checks. Um, but that that means, but if you were a kid, that means your mom's slicing up banana. So how was the thickness? What's I, the, it wasn't. What's it wasn't my mom. It was my grandma. Oh, chopping up your nanas. Yeah, your nana was chopping up your nanas. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, anything else? Uh, as far as cereals, now nah. my cereals because I love rice checks, but I I was a big fan of a uh, frosted mini wheats, but it was one of those ones where like I couldn't eat it right away because obviously if anyone remembers it was kind of like that hard thicker cereal, but like just enough milk on that when they got like not soggy but not they weren't still hard yet they were per- and usually sometimes you get like the big one where you could cut in half and you'd get two so that was the way I was and then I was a big fan of uh, fruity pebbles for some reason I always love. Eating some fruity pebbles. Well, it's a different food as a kid. You know what? You know what bagel bites are. I'm sure. Oh, right? bitch, come at me. Have you ever bites. had a stuffed bagel bite? They're stuffed. Okay, so here's the thing: is this there's, homemade or actually you can no? Buy it's store? you can't buy them anymore. Oh, so <laughs> they took them off the shelf. Someone had posted something the other day about they're bringing back 3D Doritos, which I think the nacho cheese 3D Dorito is hands down the best flavored chip Solid of all time. Burrito. It's crazy good, but bagel bites. Used to come stuffed, so it's like a, it's like a little, it's flat with the crust on the top, the and then bite. when it, when it's cooked all the way, there's like a little hole. You'll see the cheese pop out. That's how you know <laughs> it's like cooked or whatever. That's all my mom used to buy nice. as far as bagel bites go. So there was one day, like a few years ago, I was like, oh, you know, I'm kind of craving one of those. Those sound really good. That I went there and I only seen the flat bagel bites, and I was like, what the fuck is that bullshit? That's stupid. I don't even know what the fuck that is. I thought they only came stuffed, and someone had to correct me. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I've never heard of a stuffed one. They only come flat. And I was <laughs> you like, find out they discontinued them like ten years dude, ago. Dude, I was online for thirty minutes just looking for a picture of a stuffed bagel bite to send to somebody. That I was like, I don't. My brother's the only person who knows what I'm talking about because we used to eat them all the fucking time. That's funny. And I prefer to think that's the better way. I've never had a regular bagel bite, oh. and I refuse to start now. <laughs> uh, so leave us down below, guys. Your uh, favorite cereals and your favorite your favorite breakfast. Snack your favorite choice. bagel bite. Let me know. Uh, so the next question comes from Samantha Gelsing, and she writes: uh, If Animal Crossing wins Game of the Year, which unfortunately it did not, uh, I wouldn't be surprised from how this year has gone so far. Shady, shady, shady. Twenty twenty's new level is Catch That Thief because she's talking about last week how we were talking about people were jacking people's PS fives. Uh, damn, those scalpers are going hard. If I buy something I know is like a hot item, I always get it gift wrapped. For me, I feel like it has less chance of being stolen if they don't know what it is. That's actually a pretty good idea. Uh, yeah, question I never thought though, of that. What is your New Year's resolution for gaming? Hashtag last call gaming. I simply want to play more Nintendo Switch games. I feel like I own, I own it and I beat a couple games here and there, but I don't play it enough. And the other one, even though as much as we preach about it and do, and the last you know, Haven and Monster Sanctuary are currently on. I do want to experiment with just more Game Pass games and not just playing them for an hour, but like finishing a few more Game Pass games that I wouldn't have normally have finished. So what do you got for your New Year's resolution of gaming? Well, first, you're actually thinking I'm a fucking idiot because it just now occurred to me that that's what gift wrap meant. I always thought that it just meant they sent you a receipt that says gift on it. Like, oh, you know how you fuck. give someone a receipt so you don't see the price? I didn't realize places would actually fucking wrap No, it yeah, they don't come, it'll come pre-wrapped so that way, yeah, no one can look in it and shit. I had no clue that's what the that, fuck that That way meant. if you send it to people, they'll open it and they won't know what it is for like birthdays and shit like that. I thought it just meant that they just <laughs> blank out your receipt and you just get a receipt that says gift or whatever the fuck so you don't see the you price. silly bitch. It never even occurred to me that they wrapped that shit for mm-hmm. you. But, uh, Wait, I'm sure you gotta pay extra. It's like $5, 10 My gaming resolution, I actually want to work more on streaming. My cousin... Oh, that's uh, happening. 
actually follow him, Steezy, S-T-E-E-Z-Y-C-E-E-Z-Y-1. Uh, streaming more on Twitch. He actually just started streaming the other day too, so I gave him a follow. I actually want to start doing that and just kind of commit a lot more and who knows, maybe even play with some of you guys or even be able to talk to you guys while doing it. So that's something I want to commit to or at least give it a go. Nice. So guys, um, as always, we like to do a little contest around here. So this is a quick bit that will show you how to enter and what we're giving away and the time frame. So check this video out right now. Welcome guys to the official Last Call Gaming 3-pack giveaway. This is going to be the contest where we give the winner a choice of their games on the Xbox One, the new Series X and S, the PS4, the PS5, or the Switch. So if you win this contest, you can mix and match it between any of those systems. Now, as of right now, any and all countries are available for this contest. So regardless of where you live, we will find a way to either get the games to you, whether you want them physically or digitally. Now, the contest is running, it already has started, and it started on November 26th. It's gonna run all the way to January 7th, 2021, and the winner will be announced on January 8th. Now, episode-wise, watch our Last Call Gaming episodes. It started on episode 70, and it's gonna run all the way to episode 75, and the winner will be announced on episode 76. So that will be early in January 2021. Once the winner is announced, guys, we will give you all the way till the end of January to pick out which three games you want, what systems you want them on, and how you would like to play them, again, whether that be physically or digitally. So guys, best of luck to you. Make sure you check out all the episodes. Make sure you guys enter because the comment that you need to enter is last call gaming make sure you put that in all the episodes from 70 to 75 that is going to be how we pick the winners all right guys that was the contest that's how you win that's what you can get so make sure you guys are commenting and tell all your friends and family members about it um but that brings us to the end of episode 72 the game awards show um again guys go check it out lots to look at lots to review um, other than that, though, Andrew, anything else you want to shout out to the kids? Hey, we hit uh, 1,200 subscribers, so thank you. I we appreciate did, yeah. that. Once we hit that 1,000, it seems to slowly keep growing. So I make sure, yeah, make sure you guys keep leaving the comments because I love writing back to people and seeing seeing what they're saying. So. And help us get out there. We appreciate every single one of you. That's what helps us do more giveaways and everything that we can do. Definitely. So, guys, until next time, my name is Craig Perales, and that is Manager Montemayor. Cheers. So how long, if you're being honest, did you spend customizing your junk on Cyberpunk? Dude, I was in and out of that thing. You I, think so? Yeah. You didn't even give it a chance? Well, I went, I, you know, obviously I gave myself a healthy proportion. and I Are chose, you jealous of your game self? And I chose, well, I think any man, you know, uh, that looks at a digital rendering of himself. Um, no, I did what I think was necessary, but I don't think it needs all this weird. It's a first person game, so I don't get why you have all, and it's not multiplayer. So I don't get why all these, like, all, there's a ton of these customizations. I'm like, this doesn't matter. Like, none of this matters. And when do you get to get naked in this game? I mean, I'm, uh, hopefully there's a good scene coming. But if it's not in the game, then what? I don't get why everyone's, like, fussing over this. I feel like that's the most overhyped part. It is. Because I've seen all these people that are like, and I'm okay, well, the most overhyped part. Yeah. Well, <laughs>
<laughs> well, 45 minutes later, I'm finally done messing with my person's junk. Like, I can go now, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, man, am I really going to get in this game and add, like, a like a mole, like, or a girth, length? Am I going to be a girl? Like, do it? Well, that's like, the thing. It's, it's, like, it's not it's that weird. really many options. It's it's literally, it's size, and then it's it's whether you're cut or you're not cut, or, you know, or a girl, or, you know, have a vagina. And then, and then it's your color. I mean, that's really all it oh, is. People made it sound like they're like you could like do like the circumference or like what's that episode? Unless, of okay, South- again, though, unless I skipped more options that where you could start doing more shit. All it was it was was size, um, look, and then color, and that was pretty much it. I mean, unless I missed. Let's be put in the detail because I don't remember it zooming in and you can like start actually fucking with it. I was just like, I was in and I was out. It's like that South Park where Randy's like teaching people dick size. It's like, well, the, <laughs> the the thing from the balls and you measure by the yaw. Yeah, the yaw. <laughs> what was your yaw? Oh, I don't know. I think it started somewhere around here. <laughs>